I'm Matt Brown from HubSpot, and this is Skill Up, the show where you'll learn how to take your sales, marketing, and service skills to the next level. It's final rose ceremony for our social marketing season of Skill Up. I got to tell you, for me, it's looking like an emotional ride in the back of the van as I exit stage left off into the sunset. But this season's been the best yet. Can I say that? I can't say that. That's bias. Okay. No, no, that's fine. This season has definitely been the best yet. We've heard from HubSpot's ensemble of experts who covered everything from social strategy to driving engagement on Twitter, even some insights on social reporting. Or was it social insights? Not sure. It was one episode ago. Go back, have a listen after this episode. Because today, we're talking Dolores and Westworld, the flying cars of tomorrow, the vision of 2049 I was promised. We're talking about the future. And thankfully, I have Andrew Delaney to guide us. Cue that name and title clip. Hi, my name is Andrew Delaney, and I am the senior manager of social media at HubSpot. Nailed it. From the very first question I asked, who are some of your favorite brands on social, I realized Andrew doesn't exactly fit the bill for your typical social marketer. Ooh, I feel like I shouldn't say this, but uh, I don't really follow many brands. Well, I guess that brings us to the end of today's episode. <laughs> no, stop the music. Andrew has a good reason. My team does, and I like to just look at what individuals are doing and a collection of what's going on in society or culture as a whole. And that's where I draw inspiration from. Power to the people, Andrew. Okay, so brands are often in a pay-to-play scenario when it comes to social. They pay for ads and boost posts. But on the organic side of social, brand pages are still a necessity for companies. What are brand pages? Great question. You're really getting the hang of this. Brand pages are the accounts that are owned and operated by brands or companies themselves. Brands dictate the messaging, the creative, and the frequency of posting. And in turn, pages help brands connect, engage with, and delight fans. You can post anything, photos to videos, job opportunities to events. Pages can even be a way to help drive traffic to different parts of your company's own website. Great, we all on the same page? Because it's all about to change. Future episode. I see the value of brand pages overall diminishing. So everything we just covered, yeah, going away. Each individual user is going to have much more authority in a way in the terms of the things they say and what they choose to cover. So I think brands are going to have to get more clever and tactical in their approaches and less so focus on their own voice. As users share less and less, that gives other users less of a reason to go to those platforms and check them and see what's happening. So I think as groups become more popular on Facebook in particular, and other communities pop up on other platforms, I think that the, the main voices in those will be individual users talking to each other. And I think people are going to start to get more value from them versus from the brand itself. I do think there's an opportunity for brands to enable those conversations to happen. And some of those conversations could happen in like branded communities. Um, and they could have kind of like oversight of it and be aware of what's going on and how people are talking about their brand. So they could still get a lot of insight and get a lot of value from those communities. But I don't think their voice will be as prominent. 
I think when it comes to the future of social media, there'll be two main types of networks we see. There's the ones that focus on privacy and others that focus on discovery and connecting with others. Okay, let's break the two down. Networks focused on privacy and the ways we communicate with people, we already see some of that now. Snapchat and messages that expire. Or talking in Messenger on a one-on-one basis. Those are really focused on people that you already know and can connect with. And then the second type of network focuses on broadening connections. And enabling you to speak to other people and meet new people who are not part of your existing trusted circle. And we're starting to see this on TikTok, right? With its feed that defaults to other people, not necessarily the ones you already follow. The playing field is level. Where on a lot of social platforms for a long time was all about growing your followers so that your organic reach could reach a given percentage of those followers. In order to reach more people, you needed a bigger following. On TikTok, it's like every day that playing field is level and content spreads in this really, I don't know, kind of unique sort of way where you could have 10 followers and get millions of views. And if you had a a Facebook page or an Instagram account, the chances of that happening are a lot slimmer. And you see that happen on TikTok much more regularly. And I think that just gives a lot of, say, new or younger creators or new brands, it creates a lot of opportunity for them to really make big progress quickly, where more like the incumbent networks and platforms, that growth is much more difficult at this point. And it's this sort of focus on discovery and distribution that Andrew sees as one-way networks will not only start to split, but also start to do really well. The whole idea behind social media is simple. The beauty of social platforms is bringing people together to share ideas. So it's this type of behavior system that's likely not going to change. The question then is how will we evolve in staying connected and sharing ideas? Well, Andrew starts by looking at two things, one of which you're likely using at this very moment. Right now we have AirPods. Um, You see people walking around the city all the time with these things in, talking to people, listening to music, a podcast, whatever they might be doing. I'm kind of waiting for someone to really leverage that hardware and do something really interesting that connects groups of people to kind of like an always-on group chat, but a group chat that's focused on voice, not focused on like text. And be like in a group chat with all my friends And I could just be like a spectator, like I'm listening to a live podcast. If I was in like an audio group of people talking about social media, people would propose problems, someone else might be able to hop in for 30 seconds and give a solution or a proposal to fix that problem, and then kind of hop out. And it could be like your own little support network. Facebook groups, I think, is a big part of the future. Um, And I think we'll see that platform shift a lot more toward that. And I do find a lot of value in the groups that I'm a part of. I'm just kind of waiting for it to take that next step to that more kind of intimate experience where I can be speaking to different people in real time all the time. Something Andrew's getting at here is how stale, that way I don't say boring, certain types of social content can be. I spend an incredible amount of time watching live streams on Twitch, probably multiple hours a day. I don't really follow any of the creators, and I always watch different ones. Um, But to me, it's more exciting than recorded media. Like, I don't spend a lot of time watching TV shows or movies. I guess I do spend some time watching live sports, and I draw a lot of similarities in a weird sort of way between Twitch and live sports, where if I'm watching like a professional American football game, I don't know what's going to happen. And that's what I love about Twitch, and it's that like unexpected thing that I will wait hours for just seeing what it could become. 
There's a really interesting dynamic on Twitch between creators and their audience, where with chat, the creator is able to really have a conversation with different people that are posting things as messages to them as an individual. And different people can leverage that in different ways, whether it be text on screen or reading out comments or having those comments read aloud to the entire audience. I think there's a second dynamic, and it's the way audience members interact with other audience members. It's not just about talking to the creator. The creator is what you have in common, and it's about talking to other people that share that same interest. Now, many of these creators will have Discord channels that allows the audience to talk to each other and talk to the creator, but it's still a separate platform. And I'm excited to see if in the future someone comes up with a way to merge these two things. So to summarize, as brand pages continue to develop, the power will shift from brands to people. And as social continues to evolve, things like live streaming will likely involve more seamless integrations with conversations and communities. It's that community you can get either through people you have a close relationship with or people you've never met that I think is really interesting. And I think different people strive for connection in different ways. And I think social tools that really enable that in the future will be really valuable. So with that, another season of Skill Up comes to a close. It's been quite the trip. But you, me, and all these HubSpot experts, we're all now well-versed in the art of social marketing. Look at us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Skill Up. We'll have another new season loaded up into the podcast machine before you know it. Until then, you can check out all episodes of this season or previous seasons here in our show's feed anytime. Or you can always learn more at HubSpot.com. So, until next season, hey, I'll see you there. 